Hey everyone, this is Alan, aka Takeda Ray from Selective Hearing, and this is Greg, the head honcho of Selective Hearing. We are now sitting at the Staples Center waiting for day two's concert to begin. Uh, we didn't have time to record our feelings from last night, so we're gonna go ahead and do that. So we'll talk about our day three here at LA and day two for the con that was Saturday. So Greg, what do we uh, what do we end up doing the first uh, thing that we did yesterday? Uh, basically, we tried to get glimpses of Luna at their appearances at the beauty panel and at the Chips Ahoy booth, and that was rather unsuccessful. Man, Luna fans are amazingly strong. I didn't realize how popular their fandom is. I just realized they also celebrated the first year anniversary together, so that was a big deal. Uh, I actually met some pretty cool Luna fans. We re met into the Orbit Club. I got, I'm got i an honorary member of the Orbit Club right now, so uh, we're learning a lot more about Luna. What else did we do at, uh, at the con yesterday? Uh, we also went to the Eyes One La Vie on Rose dance workshop. Yes, yes. We I thought that they would make a surprise appearance. They kind of made a couple surprise appearances uh, going through the con behind us. So I was right next to the um, the lines back, uh, the barricades lines that they would put up to transport uh, idols back and forth throughout the con. So I actually ran into ATs a few times uh, going to the foodie area. And then uh, Eyes One both going backwards and forwards, I'm sorry, forwards to the Colorgram booth. Uh, we're actually seeing the commercial right now. Uh, the Colorgram talk uh, booth. Did not think that they would be there. I guess we misread. And it was super jam-packed by the time I rushed over there. Didn't Couldn't get a glimpse of them at all. And then on the way back, uh, I already made my way back to the dance workshop. And on the way back, uh, they came again. So it was good to see them. I got some great videos of them walking through. Uh, and then, yeah, we were at the lobby and Rose dance workshop. What did you observe at the workshop there, Greg? That uh, choreography is very difficult. Even when they broke it down very slowly, uh, most of the people there didn't get it. So it's, it's really hard. Oh yeah, they did it at half speed, which, which was great for uh, the beginners there. I actually was trying to pick it up at myself. I was talking and recording and, as well, but I kind of picked up some of the choreography. I kind of knew most of it just by watching it, but uh, for the people that wanted to learn the two instructors there that were really good, they broke it down nicely, but it did take some time for them to, to learn it all. But in the end, they it actually looked really good. They had contests and they had like big old groups and it was great. Uh, Dance Workshop is probably one of the more popular things uh, at this convention that I'm very uh, not surprised. It actually does fit because there's so much dance stuff related to K-pop, but I actually liked it very much. So I'm glad that we were there. What else did we end up doing? You know what? That's the last thing I remember was the dance workshop. Honestly. I think uh, we dropped off our stuff in our room, and uh, I had to go pick up my light stick. I also picked up my light stick. Yeah, that was a big deal. So we had to pick up our light sticks and get ready for the concert. Uh, we met up uh, with a bunch of my friends that I met here at the plaza, just chilling for a little bit. Uh, and then we made our way in. We actually, I could see the seat where I was last night from where we are right now. So PR 11 is right over uh, yonder there. PR 17 is way over yonder. Yeah, over there. But uh, what did you uh, think about 
your seats that you, that you, you got? I was actually surprised at the view. It was actually really good. Based on the map, I thought it would be kind of crappy, but it was actually really, really good. I'm looking at the rest of the stadium, and it, it you know, last night it was pretty filled uh, from what I saw. It's just anything behind cameras uh, wasn't going to be a good view. So I remember seeing a lot of these uh, wristbands that we're now wearing all uh, left on some of these chairs, but. Uh, I remember a lot of people sitting in the upper bowl area going crazy. My section was full of uh, CJ corporate employees and Luna fans. So uh, that would be in my section. The section next to me had all types of fans. So it was really cool. I actually talked to uh, a young girl. Uh, I forgot her name, but she said this was her first concert. She had to beg her parents to let her go to this concert on her own. And she made friends with everybody that just came in to our row in our section. So she was super excited. She was giving me the lowdown a lot of all the uh, the boy bands that I wasn't uh, too familiar with. Uh, I learned that uh, one of the Produce 48 guy or Produce 101 guys, uh, his group App Six was here, and I didn't realize that they were former members of 101. So I was like very hyped to see them. Uh, but yeah, I made friends with a lot of people in our in our area. Uh, met a couple of Wheeze ones, had the glow sticks and everything, uh, just mingled around, had fun in our area. What about you, Greg? What uh, what experience did you hear or see in your area? Uh, my area was the exact opposite of Alan's. Uh, a lot of empty seats because it was behind the camera. Uh, a lot of people just sitting on their hands. Also, a lot of older people, uh, surprisingly. And uh, the only thing that was really even closely related to like people talking about the concert was one guy trying to make game on his girl. And that was about it. Otherwise, everyone was like dead silent around my room. Did you think he ended up being successful later that night? Uh, based on the game he was laying down, I would say the chances were very low. It was a lot of bullshit. <laughs> oh man, I I don't know. I I had a lot of fun. I was trying to do all the eyes one fan chants, but everybody in my in my area is basically from I guess 11, 12, and 10. We were all of us just going crazy karaokeing the songs basically. So it was really cool. I was I was super hyped uh, to be in that area, and I, I really appreciate it. What I also appreciate is my earplugs because. Those saved me from those screaming Luna fans. Man, you, you, you didn't have any uh, crazy loud shriekers in your area? Uh, later on in the evening, two girls came into my row, and they basically screamed for any boy band who appeared on the screen, and I was so happy I had my earplugs. I, I remember this one girl behind me. She had the highest screech ever. She was fangirling over Luna, and I was debating if my earpods were, or I'm sorry, my uh, earplugs were actually working sometimes. But she was hyped, she was excited, her friends were excited too. Uh, the one thing that I remember, after Luna was pretty much done with her their set, she didn't say another peep. She was just on her phone for the rest of the night. I was like, really? Not even for any of the other groups or not even for a boy band? I guess you were just a Luna, Luna stan from the very beginning. So I just found that funny. I wouldn't have come to KCON for just one per one group. Uh, Eyes One would have been it, but 
I'm glad I, I could get into everybody else and at least listen. One thing I kept doing was I kept adding the songs to a playlist. So I'll try to Shazam any of the music that came out and I would put it on a playlist so I can listen to it on the way back home. Uh, let's see. So any observance from the concert yesterday, Greg? Uh, I was very impressed with all the boy bands. Even though I didn't know any of their songs, and I probably knew Joy He from Produce 101 and Produce 48, and that was about it, but I was really impressed with their performances and their songs. Like a lot of R&B and house type of stuff I listen to, so I might actually be willing to like go into these groups' discographies and see what's going on with them. Oh man, the only one, I, I, I agree, they had a lot of great stuff. One that stuck out in my mind was SF9's RPM. I just love, I, I don't know, I really love that and dig that song. Plus they did a blindfold dance afterwards and I thought that was almost dangerous, but that was actually pretty cool for an MC. Um, I can remember AT's going crazy. Uh, I think they do the butterfly song. I can't remember, but, oh no, that might be Luna, but, uh, okay. I forgot what the oh no ATs does wave and I love that tropical Hawaiian song so that one was really good. Um, the boy bands I can always see when they're ready to come up because if they're coming up through the middle of the stage I was high enough to see their colored hair sometimes so uh, I can always see them coming up up on the stage so that was really cool. Uh, what about the girl groups then, Greg? Uh, I was most impressed with Luna. Luna are insane live really good live act I, I know they have a lot of songs I didn't know I only knew the stuff from their latest album but damn that was some good stuff uh, it, Butterfly right Butterfly they performed I think and then uh, High High was High High was, awesome. high, high was, was a nice closer they did something in the beginning though I can't remember they had a couple of like one off songs uh, as a quote unquote gift for us here in LA um, what did you think of Joe Yuri, the Joe Yuri's uh, Eyes One song that they did at the very beginning? Oh, I was amazed Joe Yuri could duet with herself. That was that was incredible. What a feat! Man, uh, it was cool to see them. I mar- I'm pretty much marked out for the produce stuff that came on the screen. So I was like, yes, Eyes One, let's just get them over with. But uh they did a uh song uh i forgot the name of it at the moment it'll come yeah yeah but it'll come to my mind in a minute but i thought they killed it joe yuri's man i i can't hate her she's all amazing i love that girl so kim jae won looked beautiful as well don't you agree oh hell yes not number one um let's see so luna yeah i i'm gonna start to get into luna now because uh I, I'm a, inducted to the Orbit Club, so I gotta gotta learn a little bit about them. Um, let's see. So Luna, uh, Momoland. What did you think about Momoland? Uh, well, I was warned that Momoland doesn't put on the best performance sometimes, uh, i.e., phoning it in. But I thought they did well. I I agree. I thought they did. They got everybody hyped because they did. You know, I'm so hot, and that song was like a freaking anthem throughout KCON this this weekend. The Dance Factory uh, dance workshop that they did, and they showed up for it. That was very memorable. Uh, so you could see everybody doing all the finger pointing for "I'm so hot," and it was it was amazing. 
Uh, of course, they did their their hits. They did Bam, and they did uh, uh, oh fuck, what, uh, boom boom boom. What was it? Boom boom boom. I think so. And now, now I want you to look it up. Look it up real quick. Uh, but I was very impressed by uh, there's the one member. Her birthday was today or that yesterday. Joy, I think. Um, Nancy. Uh, blew everybody away with her her skills. I, leader Ayin, oh man, was awesome. So, oh yeah, boom boom. That's what it was. Boom 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 is like a DDR song. But anyways, uh, they performed their hits and then we're done. So I was hyped. I was not disappointed. They were they looking beautiful as well. So uh, hopefully their comeback will come soon and they get the rest of their members on that one. Uh, what other girl groups were there yesterday? Eyes One. Eyes One. Eyes One. Uh, what did you think about uh, the quote-unquote, uh, uh, their very quick appearance at KCON LA? I didn't mind it. I liked just seeing all the songs performed. Uh, I know some people complained that, oh, that's it. But come on, man. You got Eyes One live. Don't complain. <laughs> Yeah, uh, KCON New York uh, did not get airplane like we did, which was amazing. I loved airplane. Everybody in my area was spelling out the airplane. It was great. Uh, KCON New York got got Rumor, which was, you know, one of the best songs in the last year for K-pop. So I was actually surprised they didn't play it. But, of course, they played uh, Violetta first. Uh, That got the crowd crazy a lot of people in my area marked out for that one um and then they did highlight which i never thought i'd see highlight live in person and i loved highlight one of the best b-sides that they have uh and then they went straight into lobby and rose so up from us nine just came up on the screen and the crowd pops so Now, now we're in a trance. So, back to eyes one. Uh, so they did uh, airplane. Uh, they did Lavian Rose. Everybody marked out uh, right into airplane, and then afterwards they played uh, Pick Me. They played Nekoya right afterwards. So I was actually caught off guard. I I didn't think they were gonna play Nekoya, and man, everybody in our section just got up and just got hyped on that one. What do you think about the eyes one set list then? Highlight was probably the best thing for me. That that song is nuts, and the performance is pretty cool. It's a lot different from their typical up-tempo dance moves and stuff. It's real chill. So I really like that one. And uh, Nikoya, that was a surprise for sure. Um, so it went through very fast, five songs. I think they got the most out of any group, but because they didn't have an MC or any anything special like in New York City, like a dance-off or whatnot. That was uh, that was one of people thought it went by too quick. What did you think about the, the big chance for Cheon every time she came up on screen? This is like LA loves Cheon. Uh, I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. I mean, this, is, this was a pretty dance-oriented uh, con. There are dance groups everywhere. So I'm not surprised that Cheon is the most popular here. Yeah, but then you have Yabuki Nako probably came in second for the cheers because 
Uh, every time she came up on screen, man, crowd went nuts for her. She didn't uh, have as many pops because she wasn't on the screen as much as Cheon. And I wouldn't say she would be like known for her dancing, but man, crowd, LA loves Nako here. So KCON loves Nako. What do you think about uh, her popularity? Uh, I really thought Sakura would have been more popular, but you know what? Good for, good for Nako. Strange that she looks like a child compared to everybody else, though. Hey, you wouldn't want to have Nako any other way, but it was weird. I couldn't discern like who came in third as far as cheers with Eyes 1. I would say Unbi and maybe Wanyang were trading back and forth. Unbi was probably in a lot of pre-choruses that got people hyped. I was screaming at the top of my lungs for Unbi, of course, so she looked gorgeous up here. Uh, she looked amazing, and... Uh, I would think Sakura came after, but uh, everybody else is kind of mute at that point. I would say Joe Yuri probably got some great stuff. I know Yenna had a, a jacket problem that people were like, oh no, what, what's going to happen? But everything seemed to be okay on that one. What do you think about the rest? Um, honestly, I I just was just watching everything. <laughs> I mean, I, just, I noticed the pops for all the certain girls, but I just wanted to watch the entire performance and not let anyone bother me. Uh, and then, were they the last, yeah, they were the last girl group uh, that went on, yeah. Oh, uh, going back to Luna, what did you think of their quote-unquote random uh, boy boy group dance-off, whatever? Oh yeah, totally random, oh yeah. <laughs> to totally random. Totally, totally not scripted and they go back and forth across the stage or whatnot. Oh yeah, it looked like they didn't practice that at all. Uh, I would like to think that Luna is very great at dancing. But uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they got the songs ahead of time and knew what they were talking about, uh, knew what they were going to dance to. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so your overall feelings, Greg, at first time seeing Eyes One in in real life. Uh, now I want to get my Eyes One membership for Japan so I can watch them there. Lucky you! I would love it if they just do their own tour here. So it'd be I'd be first. I'd be on the floor right now if it was Eyes One, but we say that and their commercial comes back on on that one there. So, uh, but overall, your your what would you grade the first uh, day concert then? What what star rating would you give it? Star rating? Uh, I'd say I'd say a good four and a half. There are some parts where I kind of got bored with the boy bands, but. Overall, very good presentation. Fans were into it. Yeah, good songs. Hella loud, but I, I liked it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go five out of five as for my first KCON with so many people, so many artists, action packed. I was hyped throughout the the whole night. Two and a half hours went by very fast, and I'm like, I I I loved it, and I couldn't wait for the next day here. So. That's going to wrap up for day one. Now we're just going to talk about day two. Uh, we're here. Uh, basically, what did we do today? We basically just did a from us camp out uh, <laughs> for, for the con. So, Greg, where did, where did you end up uh, uh, camping out to check out from us nine? So I camped out at the M2 stage. That's the Mnet online portal stage. Uh, I was there for about two and a half hours. And I was holding down my spot in line. People kept shoving me to get out to start dancing, but I just kept moving up. And I'm glad I held my uh, held my ground because I got a really good spot in photos. 
You gotta keep flashing that badge, man. Keep flashing that badge. Uh, I did. Security were like, hey, you can't lean against the rails. Like, oh, press, never mind. <laughs> it's great. Uh, and I was at the K Beauty station uh, with other with the other Flovers that were part of the uh, the fan meeting the couple days ago. So we sat up on the front bench and basically just held our ground. Uh, it got crazy packed as the hours went on. It was almost as packed as Luna uh, when they showed up for their K-Beauty stuff. So uh, I just wasn't on the back end of that one. Um, for me, uh, I got I got to talk to some of the fans who were around there. One guy next to me said he came from Brazil to see From Us 9. So that was really cool. Um, there's a guy on Twitter named Soyon Time that was handing out uh, banners and everything. So everybody got a banner while we were out there. And then I got a couple of Soyon cards from uh, a guy named Alex. Uh, he's a cool bro, a uh, cool flover. He just asked me who my favorite was, and he, I got a couple of Love Bomb cards. Uh, I was so happy because I didn't get that with my Love Bomb album today, uh, the other day. So uh, we pretty much mingled, uh, talked about, talked about uh, From Us 9. Talked about the Eyes One concert yesterday. Talked about the concert yesterday, and how uh, how everybody was feeling. So it was really cool, just to kind of chill and hang out and rest for a little bit. Uh, but you were sending me photos of like of uh, all the girls at at your area. What uh, what developments did you see going on uh, while you were at the M two uh, area? Uh, so before. Before the girls actually came to the area, the barricades came up. They told us to move, move back, move back, move back, of course. I held my ground, got my spot, and then I saw, like, about a stack of cell phones on the ground. I was like, what's that? And I found out later that uh, after the girls did their relay dance, uh, they went around with the fans and started doing selfie videos and selfie photos. And I, did, I ended up in about four of them. <laughs> It was great. Nice. So, what was like? Uh, what was like the like? Talk me through how they came in, what happened, what they do first, what they do second. So, the purpose of them being at the M2 uh, group area was to do a, a relay dance. I don't know if you've seen a relay dance online on YouTube, but it's where like each girl lines up in front of each other and does a choreography. So they did that live, and. Uh, the MNET guys were recording it for whatever online purposes they need it for. And then after they did uh, a few rounds of that, uh, then they actually did some fan service and went around while fun was playing and did the selfie videos and selfie photos for the fans. Nice, nice. So I'm hoping you'll have some great shots for me uh, to watch later on. So uh, in my area, they came in for the makeup stuff. I basically recorded video footage of the whole event uh i was it was pretty tough to be up close because they sat soyeon in the back uh jangiri and soyeon they were talking about who's gonna sit up front and they jangiri ends up sitting up front and she's so much taller than her so but the good thing is uh jisoon uh had the uh she didn't have a mic she had one of those headset mics taped to her so she was ready to put on makeup on soyeon so soyeon came up front and man, I was in love. First off, all these girls are beautiful. I couldn't believe how beautiful they were up front. So I was just fanboying out. I'm like, yes, From Us 9 is here. 
our our whole area basically marked out everybody was having fun we were very very observant we were laughing at the jokes Cheong Cheong and uh, uh, Jion were uh, waving to the fans on the side and I can always see them kind of goofing around and everything Hyung had some funny funny lines as well uh, and of course Jiwon uh, speaking English just marked everybody marked out for her on that one so she was holding it down it was great to see Megan and everything I was yelling out Megan I was yelling out Laura uh, uh, Nako uh, she was up front uh, basically uh, you know fishing for people you see her giving hearts and waving and everything and winking at people I was like man she's working it while she was there so uh, I know our buddy Payne kept yelling out Ramsey from the back. I'm like, man. So she got a lot of uh, she got a lot of pops there. Um, Soyeon uh, ended up doing selfie like a selfie tutorial, and afterwards somebody was like, airdrop it, and then we're all laughing, and it was great. Uh, great like 30 minutes of From Us Nine in front of my face. So uh, that's as close as I'm gonna get. It's probably. I'm probably maybe 10 times farther than uh, I was this morning, so I'm good on that one. And then uh, that was it for From Us 9. We really weren't interested in anything else, maybe Itzy, but uh, they had their uh, dance workshop at the same time. Uh, I saw a very, very on the uh, KCON stage, but other than that, I was trying to score some more merch, but they ran out of merch uh, for From Us 9, so. I'm okay with that. Uh, we basically just uh, split it afterwards and uh, went to a hotel and uh, started packing for tomorrow's uh, flight. So, um, but yeah, now that we're here uh, at the concert, basically in Staples Center, just waiting. Uh, Greg, what are you hyped for uh, as far as the artists that are here tonight? Oh, definitely uh, Framis. And definitely, it's those are the two top two ones for me. Uh, actually, Thomas I'm and who? Itzy. Uh, I'm probably looking more forward to Itzy just because I've been listening to their stuff lately and watching their performances on YouTube, and I can't wait to see it live. Uh, I would say Promise for me number one, uh, Itzy number two. Uh, I want to see Ma- Mamamoo. I want to see how they do with three members because one of them. Uh, wasn't able to come uh, because of uh, she was sick. Uh, I, I'm curious as to see what they're gonna do uh, since Chung Ha is not gonna be here. I'm curious to see which group gets more of an extension on their set. I'm hoping it's uh, Promise uh, because they have the backlog uh, uh, that they could do. Maybe Mamamoo as well, but they're they're down to just three members. Uh, I'm kind of uh, hyped for 17. I want to see what they do uh, tonight as far as the boy bands go. Uh, I just want to see what they're what they're up to, uh, see how the crowd reacts for them. Uh, the, the split on the boy bands has been pretty even amongst the groups. Oh, Stray Kids. I want to know what's up with Stray Kids, see what's up with them, because they seem to be getting huge pops. Huge popularity around uh, the KCON uh, members that I've talked to. So, any any others that you might be interested in, Greg? Uh, probably Stray Kids, just because I keep seeing their stuff everywhere, and probably Seventeen, just because I hear so many girls screaming about them. So, okay, I'll give them a shot. 
All right, so that's gonna be it from us reporting live at uh, at the Staples Center. Uh, hopefully this audio turns out good and, and I'll be able to edit it very well on the plane uh, tomorrow. I'm already hearing a lot of uh, fangirls screaming from way up top there. So uh, we'll probably record a, a quick uh, wrap up after tonight's show. Uh, hopefully we have some great news. All right, peace out people. Bye bye. is Greg, the owner and leader of Selective Hearing, here to give you my report on the final day of KCON Los Angeles 2019. Uh, due to scheduling conflicts, Alan and I were unable to complete the final part of our podcast recordings together, so we're just doing them separately as our wrap-up of KCON. So around five-ish, six-ish, I met up with Alan at Staples Center and uh, got into the venue as normal. Rashed a badge, didn't have to like wait in special line, so that was pretty sweet. Uh, unlike on Saturday, uh, where we were separated on opposite sides of the P2 section of the arena, uh, we were actually sitting together in P1, and we were facing the back of the stage. So we could easily wave to our friends who are standing on the floor level. So that's how close we were uh, for Sunday. Uh, the main event started around 8.30 and the artists who were performing at uh, the second night of the concert were Promise 9, Itzy, Mamamoo, and Flying 17, Stray Kids, and Very Very, I think. Yeah, Very Very. And uh, I guess Chung Ha was scheduled to be part of this concert, but uh, she canceled at the last minute due to visa issues. And I'm doing visa issues in air quotes because that tended to be the uh, excuse for no shows uh, during this KCON weekend. Uh, so this concert was a little bit different to the one on Saturday. Um, the Saturday concert was very idol-like. Whereas the Sunday concert was a little more like a straight up rock concert. So I was in there uh, anticipating stages from Promise 9 and Itzy the most. Because as I wrote my recap, uh, I'm at KCON for the ladies. Uh, I don't know anything about the guy groups. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, Itzy impressed me the most. Uh, they, of course, being the rookies had one of the shorter sets. They performed three songs, uh, which was uh, Icy, uh, Dala Dala, and It's Summer. It was a short yet fun set uh, that had the crowd hype for the entire time. So I was satisfied with uh, what they did. And I am looking forward to whatever future works they release. Uh, in regards to Promise, uh, they're very similar to Eyes 1, where they just came in did their thing and then got the F out, basically. Uh, I know that was like one of the major complaints with Eyes One on Saturday, but hey man, you got you gotta gotta roll with it. Can't get what you want all the time. 
uh, anyway, the version of Love Bomb they performed was a remixed version with slightly different choreography. Um, and depending on your opinion, uh, it was either fantastic or complete crap. Uh, I think Alan is in the camp of the, the latter side because uh, I think he likes the original a lot. Uh, me, I actually liked the, the remix version. It was pretty sweet. Uh, Mamamoo. Uh, they were down one member who was unable to attend KCON due to uh, health reasons or personal issues or both. Um, the remaining three did power through the set with their hits. And going in, I wasn't the biggest fan of Mamamoo, to be honest. I didn't really follow their songs or anything. I know Go Go Baby, but that's about it. But uh, by the time they ended their set, I did warm up to them. And I think I'd say that Moon Viol is probably my favorite member of the group right now. Uh, in regards to the dudes, uh, they were actually the real stars of the night. Uh, the highlights being and flying starting the night with several covers of uh, K-pop songs, including Itzy's Dala Dala. And then uh, when they returned for their full set, uh, they performed their own songs as well as covers of several Queen classics. So if you are into Queen, then hey, it's good for you. That's pretty kick-ass. I'd, I'd have to say I was actually surprised to see an actual band at uh, KCON. Actually, and uh, and flying reminded me a lot of CN Blue for some reason, but still, uh, big surprise to see actual band. I, I didn't really know that they were a band, but then again, I don't follow dude groups, so <laughs> again, how do I know? Um, the other groups that impressed me were uh, Stray Kids and Seventeen. Uh, they both put in strong stages that showed why they were two of the more popular acts over the four days of KCON, and. I guess I can say overall that I left with a better impression of the majority of the male groups uh, as many of their songs actually fit within the type of music that I listen to outside of Asian pop, which is usually uh, R&B, hip-hop, and uh, dance music. So in regards to KCON as a whole, um, it is one of the bigger events I have ever traveled to and it was split between the convention portion and the M Countdown concerts so the good thing about that is um, you had the choice of either attending both or one or the other so that was a good option for those who didn't particularly care about the culture side of KCON and just wanted to see a concert but um, if you do decide to participate in the convention portion, uh, I believe that your enjoyment level will really depend on how many how many extras you buy on top of your admission ticket and how willing you are to camp out in line during the convention to cash those perks in. Because uh, although there was an exhibition hall with several booths uh, with food and cultural items and merchandise, the, the real the real deal at the convention is the artist engagement. So if you do decide to, you know, ante up and start paying for artist engagement, uh, I would say that you probably will end up uh, going to what we call the uh, 
pit of desperation and despair, which is the trading floor outside of the registration office or wherever it happens to be for KCON, wherever you are. Because the uh, nature of the artist engagement packs is that they are distributed randomly, so you don't actually know who you're getting when you buy artist engagement. You just know that you're getting one, two, three, or however many that you bought in your package. So at that point, you actually have to start socializing with other people and negotiating for the artists that you want to see. And hopefully you can come to an agreement with someone to either trade one for one, two for one, whatever it is, or pay a a shit ton of cash. Uh, And the value of the artist engagement ticket will really depend on who the artist is and how popular they are and how in demand they are at that particular KCON. So I would say uh, if you are going to do artist engagement, uh, you might want to bring some extra money or practice your negotiating skills. Uh, The concerts themselves uh, featured a high level of production Uh, probably comparable to something you would see in the US, Europe, or Japan uh, from some of the top tier artists in those countries. And uh, since they were being filmed for M Countdown, uh, they were formatted slightly differently. Uh, So they were formatted to fit within the confines of uh, that music programming, but it didn't really make a huge impact on the concerts itself. So yeah. Not really a big deal. And I guess uh, I have some advice for those of you who want to attend a KCON concert. Like if you're just going to ignore the convention, you can go ahead. But uh, definitely if you're going to attend a KCON concert, um, you may not see your favorite or favorites perform all their hits or songs or the songs that you want to hear. Uh, but that is the trade-off of a multi-artist concert. So I guess when you think about it, um, you get a lot of value for the price of the tickets that you buy because you are getting several acts on one bill. And you should probably take it as an opportunity to discover a new group or two if you are paying attention to the entire concert rather than staring at your phone until your group comes on stage next. Uh, I also recommend that you invest in a quality pair of earplugs. Not like the basic earplugs that muffle the sound, but uh, probably like musician's earplugs. uh, Because it's an incredibly loud concert. And you probably don't want to also lose your hearing uh, with all the high-pitched screaming of fans losing their shit when idols appear on stage. So really, it takes some time to invest in some good musicians' earplugs. Uh, You definitely uh, will find it worth it in the long run, even though they're slightly pricier than the average pair of earplugs that you can pick up at a drugstore or whatever. And the final aspect of KCON I want to talk to you guys about is uh, the fandom itself. So I had uh, mentioned earlier in our podcast that I had a very stereotypical image of a K-pop fan or in my head, um, I still do. I mean, usually when I think of a K-pop fan, it's like screaming fan girl with wads of disposable cash. But uh, I did see that around me. But uh, looking past that, 
there was actually a diverse group of people of all ages, uh, races, sexual orientations, uh, all gathered for the common love of K-pop, which is really good. Uh, also seeing a lot of older folks closer to my age uh, was somewhat surprising at first, but uh, the more I thought about it, uh, the more that it made sense, because K-pop is not exactly the cheapest uh, fandom to be a part of. So having steady income and you know being able to pay for things <laughs> actually goes a long way in events like this. And uh, lastly, the, the small sample of Western K-pop fans that I saw and encountered, um, they seem to be more united than J-pop fans, I guess. Uh, I've always found J-pop fandom to be, especially in the West, um, to be a little more segregated or, or fragmented, wh whatever you want to use. But there's a lot of separation between J-pop fans. And this one event showed me that, you know, people who like different groups, different artists, uh, they can all get along uh, and, you know, be cordial with each other rather than always fighting with each other over stupid shit. So yes, there were some uh, people who were probably way too into this K-pop thing uh, for their own sanity. But uh, again, the majority of fans that I encountered were rather chill and just wanted to be around like-minded individuals. So yeah, I was actually pretty surprised at that because I'm just so used to like massive amounts of drama and bullshit. That's usually why I don't um, socialize with a lot of fans um, normally because I just don't have time for all that bullshit. But at this, it wasn't too bad. So yeah, uh, that's my recap of KCON 2019 in Los Angeles. Um, I guess if you ask me if I would go again, probably. I don't think that I would go as far as to participate in artist engagement because I have to fly all the way from Canada to to get to either Los Angeles or New York. And, you know, I still have to pay for accommodations and food and stuff. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't touch artist engagement unless, like, I could get it for a really cheap price and I was guaranteed to get the artist that I want. But, you know, again, I said it was random, so the odds of that happening are very low. But I would say uh, if I was to go not as press, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably just go to the concert. Um, but if if I'm going to go as press again, uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have an issue covering this convention again. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see what Alan thinks. But me, uh, I would definitely consider going next year, uh, depending on the roster. Um, I'm really hoping that Everglow and Rocket Punch and groups like that are still around because I'd like to see them live especially Everglow, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, that wraps up my uh, my part of the, the recap, so we'll probably get on to Atlans. Bye. Hey y'all, what's up? This is Alan, a.k.a. Takeo Ray here. 
for Selective Hearing, going to talk about my thoughts on night two of the KCON in LA concert, as well as KCON overall. I think I remember rating the first night five out of five with all the hype and everything. Night two, I will probably go out the way and say six out of five, only because I preferred night two over night one, uh, even though most of the groups I wanted to see were in night one. Let's go into night two. It was a definite sellout. When we got in, uh, we had a little bit better section because uh, of our press seating, but it was a definite sellout from what I saw. There's no empty seats at all, uh, even behind the cameras where I saw the last time. No empty seats at all. And this night was had a completely different vibe to everything. It felt like a felt like a rock concert, and I think Greg made mention of that. Night one, very idol idol like type concert. Night two, very much had a rock concert feel to it and i had a different feel throughout that night the first part started off with an artist named june i didn't get to uh, remember what songs he played on that one but it was followed by a special stage afterwards by a couple of the guys from stray kids and N flying the things that i remember from that was uh N flying did uh <laughs> they did their own rendition of go go baby and dala dala and that really got everybody kind of hyped up, ready to go. Dala Dala, everybody freaking loves Dala Dala. So it was actually really cool to, to see N Flying do something like that. Uh, so after the special stage, uh, Very Very came, on, came up. Two songs, Tag 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 and Ring Ring Ring. I actually did not know anything about Very Very Very. But I came off loving their songs. I like their songs. It's very 90s R&B feel to it. Definitely... Definitely an easy listen, so it's been my rotation ever since. Of course, uh, next came out Itzy, and Itzy, what can you say? Their potential Rookie of the Year, uh, hyped up crowd, super hyped up. During their stages, I uh, noticed that they had live mics, and I thought that was interesting. I guess I couldn't, I guess the night before I wasn't really looking for it, but I guess I couldn't tell. This time, this night, I could definitely tell, and it really started with Itzy. And I realized that night two had a ton of live mics, so I had that feeling uh, from then on. Then on, Itzy killed it, of course. Everybody loves Itzy. Well, they do. They did. Uh, it was icy. Then they did It's Summer, and then of course closed it out with Dala Dala. Loved them. Loved them. Uh, Itzy's on a roll. Uh, Itzy's on a roll. <laughs> Not Dizzy. Itzy's on a roll, and it's going to be cool to see uh, what else they can do. But that was it from them. It was a real quick in and out. Uh, they did have a little bit of an MC with, I think it was Leah, who speaks English. But nothing that I can remember right off the bat. Uh, next up was N Flying and Rooftop. Rooftop is their big hit, and everybody in the crowd got hyped up. They were doing... The little hand waves and everybody was standing up doing the waving back and forth as well it's nice to get uh, crowd interactions like that as opposed to night one and then afterwards they did a queen set list and i love queen i i love that they did something like that for the la crowd did a bunch of their popular songs and whatnot and it was great i was later later i found out that during the stream they actually cut that part out so uh it was great to know that they did was it uh, they did something uh, special for us here while we were in LA. So N Flying, I'm gonna start listening to them more as well. Next up we had Mamamoo Solar. She did a Speechless from Aladdin 
And that really surprised me too. This was also not shown during the live stream, so it was a nice special stage, special song for us too. I kind of was a little disappointed because uh, about a week before, I think it was a, a week before, uh, G1 from From Us Nine put up her version of Speechless, and I got hyped just to hear that. I was like, "Oh, it's G1 coming up," and then I was like, "Ah, oh, Solar," but she killed it too. So I was not, I was not upset at all. She did amazing. And she looked really pretty. She dressed up like uh, Jasmine. Looked really good too. Alrighty, and then up next was From Us 9. And that's one of the big reasons I went to KCON was to see From Us 9. And I got to see From Us 9 and it was awesome. They got a huge pop from the crowd. The The little stage that they did KCON on, it was like that little Z piece from Tetris with the two little ends. The girls, half the girls came up from one end half came up from the other end so it catered to both sides of the arena they did a little dance intro uh on each side and then uh when they came together the in the middle uh right before they went into fun and fun people were hyped on that one uh, a lot of people yelling out fun uh you can see it on the screen so uh doing the dances and whatnot uh me and greg uh pretty much marking out because it was promise but they were kind of like a their, their set list was nice and short, just kind of like Eyes 1, where they arrived, they promised, and then they left. So, uh, OTR, you got to give uh, your groups a little bit more love when they're in L.A., man. Uh, if you were at KCON in New York, uh, they got a lot more to do over there uh, versus here in L.A. So, Promise ended up doing uh, fun, and then Love from Pum Pum. Man, those... Uh, fan chants for love rub pum pum were hard to do i just couldn't i couldn't put it together even though i was working on it and then of course they did a love bomb at the end and if if you were like me you were a little disappointed that they did the remix of of love bomb i i wanted to hear the original version and you know my for my first time uh seeing them i would have loved to have heard the original version um yeah, the remix is okay, but it just wasn't... I wouldn't have preferred it. Uh, when they went and did the remix, uh, when, I, when I found out they did the remix, I was kind of a little bit disappointed. It was still cool to see them do it. Hell, we even voted it on Selective Hearing's top songs of 2018 for Love Bomb. So uh, the original mix is what got me into to Promise, and that's the one that we put up for the best songs of 2018. And I really wanted to cap that out by hearing the original version. Uh, but it wasn't going to be. So we got the remix and that was all right. I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those guys that felt like the original version was a masterpiece way, the way it is. They probably shouldn't have touched it, but oh well. I got to see them dance to it. It was great. And then they, they left. So <laughs> my dreams came true, sort of. I got to see uh, From Us 9. Concert could have ended for me right there. <laughs> and I would have been fine, but... We went right into uh, we went right into Stray Kids, and Stray Kids kept that energy up. Crowd was on their feet; they were pretty much on the feet the whole night. But they kept the energy up, and it was uh, amazing to hear them. The ones that I can remember fondly were Miro and uh, oh, what is it? Uh, oh, My Pace, My Pace, uh, My Pace is probably one of my favorite songs from them. So. Uh, it was awesome to see them uh, see them live. So, Straight Kids, you did great. Uh, then we followed that up with uh, 17 Highlight. It was one of their little uh, subgroups. Uh, I don't know too much about that, but uh, they did that, and it was really cool. 
then we had Mamamoo up next, so they all looked amazing. It, it just sucked that uh, we only got three of them. Uh, we didn't get the full four. They didn't uh, hide the fact that they were a four-person group. They didn't, like, uh, you know, adjust their, their their dances or anything. They You could, you could tell that uh, they left the hole open for their missing member, and they didn't try to sing over her, her parts of the songs or anything. Hwasa looked good, man. She, uh, <laughs> she's like that, she's like a mob boss that you don't want to get angry. Uh, she looked pretty damn, uh, awesome with her, her bright green outfit and, uh, her blonde hair. I mean, they all look great, but she's what stood out the most. I actually thought she had a wardrobe malfunction, uh, because, uh, she came, she later, uh, went sleeveless. And it was, she, she just pulled off her long sleeves and gloves and just took them off for the last part of their set. I was like, oh, she just ripped those suckers off. All right. It was great to see Mamu. I love their songs. Uh, Starry Night being my, one of my favorites and Go Go Baby. So I'm glad I could check them off the list there. And then we had a surprise. It was a personal surprise to the Flovers out there. Uh, we got to see Jisoon and Soyeon. They did a little MC work for KCON. I wished I was on that side so I could have cheered a little bit louder, but we cheered as hard as we could from across the arena. If anybody's been following us, they know that Soyeon is my number one in promise and Jisoon's my number two. I, I marked out heavily for them. Uh, Jisoon had a little red tint in her hair. Soyeon went all back to black and I was like conflicted, but oh well. I, I love that they were both there, so, and maybe I'll watch it back to find out what they actually said, because I was just, like, in awe of, their, uh, <laughs> of them being there, so, uh, Flovers on that side were pretty damn lucky. And then, uh, we closed it out with Seventeen. So, uh, Seventeen had, I guess their set was five songs long, and then if you count, uh, Highlight earlier, they did a total of six songs, and man, they just kept it going. High energy all the way throughout the end. I felt like... 17 closing out uh, night two was a better choice than uh, New East closing out night one. What I remember the most is Good To Me and Aju Nice. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they faked us out a lot with Aju Nice. Uh, they literally went off the stage for, they faked us out three times first off. And then on the very last one, they were literally off the stage and then they go one more time, Aju Nice. And then uh, went crazy, so it was it was fun. It got us got us hyped on that one. You could have gone backwards to the concert again, and this crowd would have had all that energy for it. So, seventeen, you did a great job uh, closing us out. All right, that is gonna be night two. Loved it a lot better than night one, uh, but I'm glad I went to both nights and everything. So, uh, night two ended up being super uh, super fun. Uh, just so much energy. Loved it, loved it, loved it. All right. And then here, I'm going to close out this podcast by talking about my overall thoughts on KCON. I had an amazing time. Uh, going as pressed with just Greg and myself was way too much to cover, just for the two of us. If, if we had more help, we probably could have covered more. But instead, we only got to cover what we, what we wanted. And we didn't get to cover <laughs> a lot of what we wanted, so... Even then, we still had limitations. Like, we couldn't do the artist engagement or anything unless we actually paid for artist engagement in the beginning. But that's okay, because that's something special for those fans that did uh, pony up the dough for artist engagement. And I, I heard it was worth it. And 
got to see and interact with your favorite group and do a high touch handshake whatnot i i bet everybody that went to artist engagement to for their favorite group uh was truly satisfied i had to have second hand occurrences but from what i've from what i heard you know everybody loved it we didn't get to attend things like rookies night or the after party just because of scheduling and yeah it was all scheduling conflict on that one so um i was already back on a plane for the after party anyways would have been cool to see mamu again one more time but oh well uh i would love to come back to kcon you know i'd love to come back and cover the show again we had a pretty good plan heading in and stayed within walking distance from everything so it was really good to be out there it wasn't physically taxing or anything we didn't have to wait in crazy long lines or anything like that and i felt like i felt like we got a lot accomplished even though uh it was just us, us two if we had more manpower we'd have we, we would have covered so much more but it was great being there kcon has so much for anybody to do so if you're going as a, a fan i'd advise going to do as much as you can plan ahead a little bit make sure you check off you know, check off what you want to see, check off the groups you want to see, you know, go to go see other fans at club events, see the idols on the con floor if you can and get get excited with everybody, get hyped. Most popular thing to do out there, I, I believe, was was the dance workshops. Everybody was dancing. Bring your dancing shoes, get ready to dance with everybody, get ready to learn dances with everybody. That's that's the cool part there. Uh, support your idols by buying the merch uh i i suggest buying it early because you can get uh you can get the shaft on that one if you second guess on buying merch stuff so i didn't get as much promise merch stuff because uh i i waited <laughs> and when i went back there was no more promise stuff for me to get so get as much merch as <laughs> that you want to support of course uh, there's a lot of booths out there supporting uh, the girls too, so I'd suggest uh, checking those out. I didn't have any trouble picking up any uh, photo books or CDs or anything like that when I was there, but uh, that's due to uh, the booths having ample supply. But I'm sure at the end of day three, they were they were running pretty low. Uh, I'd encourage checking other idols while you're there too, some that you would normally have seen. You know, I, I wish I got to see more of ATs. ATs was all over the place, and uh, I only had small run-ins with them, and I wish I could have uh, got to see them a little bit more. The other big one was uh, Luna. Uh, I had no history of uh, Luna before. I just, I just knew uh, casually of some of the songs. I didn't know to their fans, to their uh, North America fans, that KCON LA was dubbed LunaCon. And if you were there, you got to see the the orbits were pretty much taken over for a lot of it. So by proxy, I got cut up in, in Ludicon. <laughs> I got to meet some really cool uh, fans, the Orbit Club. Thanks for uh, indoctrinating me and let me know all about Luna. I'm listening to them a little bit more. For me, it was <laughs> for me, it was Promise Con and Eyes One Con. <laughs> but uh, I could totally understand where it's your favorite group and you get caught up but man i can understand why it was big time lunacon at uh, kcon this year i was fortunate to reunite with old friends while i was in la to get food and everything basugatsu bakatsu guys 
thanks for uh, meeting up with us, grabbing some food. Everybody else, uh, there's so many people I got to got to hang out with. Pang, Dave, can't sleep. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. Uh, there's tons of people. I can't remember everybody, but thank y'all for uh, hanging with us. Good seeing y'all again. Good seeing some of y'all for the first time as well. Uh, it was cool meeting new friends out there. I met some uh, pretty cool Wheeze ones out there. I forget your names, but hopefully you'll get in contact with me. Uh, Flovers, you guys are awesome. Thanks again to those guys that uh, that uh, held our seats at the, <laughs> at the beauty panel. Thanks for chit-chatting. Uh, thanks for telling me all about uh, you know your love of promise. And thanks for the free cards, uh, photo cards and everything. Uh, I promise I'll pay it forward uh, the next time we go. And then uh, Orbit Club, thanks for chatting with us uh, day one while we were talking. We talked a little bit about Luna, but then we talked about <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling and everything and, and, <laughs> and WWE. So it was really cool. You guys are awesome. Keep in touch with me, man. Guys, some other bits of advice. Have fun at the concerts and try to enjoy all the artists. Get earplugs. No matter how old you are, protect those ears. People going to be screaming no matter what. All these fangirls that shriek on the top of their voice, get those earplugs to protect your ears. On night one, there were, well, on night one, there were a lot of people around me on the phones for most of the concert. And I'm like, I'm like, eh, that's not really why you go to a concert or anything. I guess they were there just to see their one artist. Um, they were really there for one group. And I felt that's, uh, that's, that's your thing. It's not my, that would have been cool with me. I mean, it's a waste of your money, but hey, it's all good. You got to see your artist. I just wish y'all were a little bit more hype for other for other groups. Not gonna call out any fans, but man, there were some that were just like, "All right, Luda, yay!" And then once Luna was done, on the phones for the rest of the night, I'm like, "Wow, really?" Hmm. But the cool thing is, there were a lot more people that were very into the whole night. So, thanks for keeping up the positivity, and thanks for bringing me into all the excitement on that one. I I would suggest to go to both days of the concert. Go to both days of the concert because. Uh, it was really a different feel, uh, one and two for me. So uh, hopefully they get to keep having that type of feel for the next uh, for next year. Coming out of KCON, I was impressed by ATs and Luna. I'm learning about them a lot more. Uh, this is where I'll say, all right, Luna fans, uh, tell me what's up with. Let me know what's up. Uh, give me a little bit more hints. Y'all can hit me up at Takeo Ray. Let me know what I'm getting into on, on these guys here. So, uh, Butterfly was pretty badass. I like that. <clears throat> uh, I remember High High from last year, but I don't know anything else. I don't know, like, uh, the lead-up to their group and everything. So, uh, let's see. Who else? Very, very, and N Flying, I've been listening to a lot more ever since I came back. So, love them. Uh, uh, 80s, yeah. 80s, I've been just jamming to them lately. Uh, holla, holla, I think. Uh wave wave live was badass and i'm glad i got to see that so let's see i got to see my faves for the very first time and that was the plan so M momoland uh <laughs> momoland the philippines favorite uh, idol group i got to see them live and i loved it eyes one of course was my main goal to go to see kcon i got to see them live now I want to see them more this is this is the effect of kcon so keep them coming so Favorite moments for me uh, throughout the weekend uh, during KCON, uh, seeing Momoland surprise us at the dance workshop. I really didn't know. I was just there just to kind of take 
I guess, B-roll footage. And it was cool to just be around people dancing moment land. And then, then surprise, they were there. Loved it. Another favorite moment from us nine at the beauty workshop. We Flovers got there early. We had a split split team. So Greg got to be at the, the M2 booth. And he was very happy. I got to be at the uh, beauty workshop and got tons of video uh, that you guys can see as well. Man, Promise 9 is freaking gorgeous. <laughs> all of them, all of them are beautiful and I can't believe how pretty they are. And I'm glad I got to see them all up front, but man, I, that, it made me shuffle my ranking list while I was there, but loved it, loved it. Another favorite moments, going to the Eyes 1 and From Us 9 fan events. Uh, I'm glad I got to hang out with other Weez ones and Flovers while we played games and stuff. Thank y'all, you guys that put it all together. Thanks for letting us take footage and take pictures and whatnot. Hopefully we could do it again next year and hopefully I'll be better prepared <laughs> for the questions next year. And then uh, the other big moment of uh, the weekend was running into Nako and Sakura at Target. At uh, <laughs> Running into them at Target was just uh, awesome because we really needed to grab extra stuff and all of a sudden, boom, Nako and Sakura. And for us at Selective Hearing, we've uh, been big fans of 48 Group for a long time and I've been a big HKT fan for a while and now that my fandom with them is kind of kind of on its end, just seeing Nako and Sakura in the middle of LA, uh, <laughs> just to wave and say hi to them, that really uh, will stand out quite a bit <laughs> as one of the big moments of uh, KCON LA 2019. Uh, I want to thank uh, all the KCON organizers for having Greg and myself in LA, as well as Hannah over in New York. Uh, we had so much fun being there. Uh, we had so much fun covering the event. Uh, hopefully we get invited back next year. I wanna thank all the, uh, the cool press people that we met out there, giving us hints and tips, uh, being first timers out there. Uh, it was really, uh, we took your advice <laughs> quite uh, literally sometimes. So it was cool to be out there. Uh, it was cool giving y'all the thumbs up uh, when we see y'all with the press badges and everything. It was fun. Thank y'all for all the advice. Uh, I want to thank uh, all the people that we met out there. You guys are awesome. KCON is, is great. Uh, this is uh, another cool thing to, for the fans to get excited for every year. So hopefully next year will be an awesome lineup. Hopefully next year Everglow gets to come back, wink, wink, or actually gets to perform, wink, wink, and I'll be back to see them. But yeah, once again, thank y'all KCON. Thanks to everybody in charge of KCON. Thanks to everyone that took photos and had video for us to use. Thank you to everybody that helped and supported uh, Selective Hearing while, while we were out there. Thanks to our friends uh, and affiliates that we were out there as well. It was good seeing you guys. And hopefully we get to go back next year. This is gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Let's KCON. Peace.